March 5, 1960. Cuban photographer Alberto Corda takes his famous photograph of Che Guevara, which now decorates the pony keg in your frat house. Welcome to The Revisionists, the show where three comics try to punch up history. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And our guest tonight is a fabulous podcaster and stand-up comic. Please welcome Cody Spiker. Hello, friends. Hello, world. Uh, Cody, you host Ice Cream Social? Yes. Podcast? Yeah, co-host. Co-host, mm-hmm. yes. Totally. With Jacob Ruff, who yeah. is adorable and hilarious. My sweet baby. <laughs> oh, sweet baby Ruff. <laughs> if you haven't seen Jacob Ruff, look at a picture of him, because that's the most accurate description <laughs> you'll see of anyone. He's adorable. He's got style, too. <laughs> I'm envious. Like, not many people know that about him. Well, I mean, by looking at him. Tightly kept secret. I guess he's got consistent style. That's what I'll say. It's not just like every once in a while I hit it with mm-hmm. like an outfit that works or a look. He's like on point. Yeah. It's, it's six out of seven days. I like to think that it is a secret that he just wears like a, <laughs> a thick bear skin over like a really nice suit tailored. <laughs> Very well he's matched. He's like really sharp underneath it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got like a three like day a old hoodie clip. over like seersucker. <laughs> or whatever's fashionable. With nice little cufflinks. <laughs> he has the nicest lingerie I've ever seen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no God. expense spared. Well, if you're not familiar with the podcast, let me take a minute to just explain the concept. Every episode, we take a topic from history. One host presents the true story. This week, that is Zach. Yeah. I, I should remember that. It's. It's Something. my name. Yep. You've known me for over a decade. That's true. One, the other host presents the, an alternate history, which is Cody this time. That's me. And the winning story becomes our accepted history going forward. Uh, if you listen to our last episode with Jose and McCall, uh, fuck me, Leif Erickson and Vinland, mm. I don't know my own podcast anymore. <laughs> my life is slipping You're away You're not really me. a fan. I'm, <laughs> it's all right. I'm kind of phoning in at this point. I put it on when I'm cleaning. Basically, (laughs) which is not that often. Yeah. You Um, listen to all the 99% Invisibles, I guess. (laughs) If you listen to our last episode, you might already know this, but Jose McCall's alternate history of Leif Erikson was named the winner. So Here's uh, a question. Does the real history ever win? A few times. A couple times? four times it's won so far. Okay. This is episode 14 or 14? Yeah. Okay. So real history has occasionally surprised us. Yeah. yeah, where it's just like, you know what? You can't beat that. That's yeah. dope as hell. Yeah. Or, 25, 30% of the time, I'd okay. say. Okay. Or I really just fuck up the alternate history. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing that happens. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen tonight. I got a real doozy for you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, our topic this episode is the next to last in our coverage of the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Is a figure named Sigrid the Haughty or Sigrid the Proud, depending on... That's- I would make this clear, H-A-U-G-H-T-Y, yeah. not H-O-T-T-I-E. Yeah, right, we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and of course, Secret the Naughty, which is the... Uh-huh. Yeah. I, uh, I forgot about that. Whichever movie. whichever one wasn't Paris Hilton. Yeah, I <laughs> I think the Naughty Someone was who was not, still... On Paris Hilton would not have signed on to that movie if she had to play the Naughty. <laughs> And again, that's N-O-T-T-I-E, not (laughs) N-A-U-G-H-T-Y. Although I want to see a movie called The Hottie and the Naughty, spelled with the (laughs) A-U-G-H-T-Y. Yeah, right. That's what I immediately assumed it was. It's about a prude. It's it's basically the odd couple, I guess. (laughs) 
Well, uh, Zach, you're doing the actual history, so take it away. Big spoiler alert for this episode may be a big win for the alternate history because even the real history is kind of the alternate history because some historians think this woman did not exist. Yeah, sketchy at best. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's so- some historians, she was super sketchy. Yes. <laughs> Their main source are... Um, are Viking sagas, which uh, are known for their embellishment. They are not the most accurate things ever put to print. Um, often written hundreds of years after the actual events. Some people also think she was an amalgamation of several women who lived in the Viking era. Uh, and a few people think maybe she was just one real crazy kick-ass lady. Yeah. So real. that's what I prefer to go who with. Yeah, knows? real loopy broad. It kind of defeats the purpose of our show if we don't go with that last <laughs> yeah, yeah. explanation. Yeah. That's sort of why I went with it. I'm committing to it. But if this woman was real, then her story goes as such. Her father, she was uh, the daughter of a woman named Scoggler Toasty. <laughs> um, Love it. Who I... They claimed that his name, which they did not translate for me, was given to him for his expertise in battle. I think it might have been given to him for the number of times he went to Warped Tour. I'm not entirely sure. But, um, in 1992. Scoggler. Yeah. Scoggler Toasty. He had a mighty, mighty Boss Tones patch on oh, his yeah. armor. Yeah, or whoever yeah. else appeared at Warped Tour. He was last seen trying to make it to the Big D in the kids' table show. <laughs> <laughs> Disappeared before he arrived. This episode dedicated to my high school memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, she married uh, a figure named Eric the Victorious, who was the first king of Sweden about which anything of any real significance is known. He apparently united some tribes. That's kind of all I know about him, but he was one of the first Viking kings of Sweden. Mm-hmm. And he died at some point. <laughs> that, um, that would make sense. Before uh, before Sigrid did. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the story will make you wonder what the conditions of that death were. But uh, we could continue on. <laughs> uh, she also had a son with him named Olav the Swede. Yeah, the... They really phoned that one in. Yeah, like a Jimmy the Greek kind of situation (laughs) with with that particular dude. A Um, job of the hut, as it were. Yeah, uh, he also, he'll come into the story a little more later. We know that Olav the Swede was real because some of the stuff that happens later in the story definitely happened and definitely involved him. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. She had uh, a few suitors after the death of her husband. Her foster brother, that's not weird, but... I mean, it's uh, weird, but... His name was Harold Grensky. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine meeting that guy today. It's like, hey, I'm yeah. Harold, Harold Grensky. Grensky. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed like a real creep, Harold. He sells, like, tires. <laughs> Grensky's tires. Grensky's yeah, like, tires. You know, this is my creepy foster brother. <laughs> yeah. It's a foster home for tires. Why am I not selling? <laughs> I have the best motto. There's the, there's another character of the story named Trigovston. Or Trigovston. Trigovison? And it just sounds like, these names all sound like rejected characters from like the Fargo TV show <laughs> to me. So, another one of her suitors was a guy named Visivald of Garden. a list of funny names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I just made these up actually <laughs> on the spot. Uh, I played Boggle for 15 minutes. Visivald of Garderick, which Garderick, not, not known for much. But there you go. Visivald was from there. Yeah. 
Um, Wait, is he the Ru- he's the Russian man? Is that right? Uh, I had him as sure. Russian. Uh, that could be. It oh, sounds okay. correct. Visivald. That's Visivald. Yeah, yeah, it's Russian. Um, uh, yeah. So these two guys were after her hand, and apparently she was not into the idea of getting remarried because she threw a feast and invited them both, and then afterwards had them publicly burned to death. <laughs> Uh, like were, you do, right. like you do. There were two <laughs> reasons given from the resources I saw for this. One was to dissuade other suitors. <laughs> Which would it's have effective. Worked, it's effective. Would have worked. The death penalty has never been an effective deterrent for anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, have you tried it? <laughs> I've not tried. Yeah. I've not murdered anyone, like, so maybe I have been deterred. That's harsh rejection. If I were on Twitter one night, and there was one profile that was like, if you are not into being burned to death, swipe left. I would have definitely swiped left yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For I think sure. you just Freudian slipped Tinder nope. for being on Twitter. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, the other one, uh, the other reason she might have done this was that some horses say she did it because they were, quote, too persistent. Which I guess is <laughs> that old, would school put them for, yeah. old school for creeper. Yeah. Just being a creeper. Yeah, I fucking love that about her. She's yeah. the yeah. best. Yeah. So, Okay. Uh, I kind of prefer to take the view that they were straight creepers and she didn't want that going on. And she was like, hey, and- come on over. Let's get some food. Let's have a little bit of this booze. Yeah. Like <laughs> and 11- being creepers, they were like, yeah. I'm yeah, that. absolutely. Mm-hmm. What music? Dancing? Yeah. Let me talk to your foster brother whose name I forget right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 11th century Terrible. Sweden, apparently Grinsky. not the best place to be a creeper. Yeah. <laughs> 11th century everywhere else, great place totally to be a creeper. Totally fine, right? Up to 21st century everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And before. Let's not forget yeah. before. Right. Yeah. Of course, um, with the invention of creeping by Jonathan This is Creeper. really the only window of time yes, that yes, has yes, ever yeah. been advantageous to woman. be a woman. <laughs> 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 really, this is it. <laughs> you heard it here. Uh, well, one person, one suitor was not dissuaded by the public burnings. Uh, and that is Olaf Trigovison. Trigov. Trigovison? We're going to go with something like that. Trigovison? Trigovson, that sounds good, mm-hmm. who was the king of Norway at the time. Uh, so it would have been a nice political marriage. This, the widow of the king of Sweden. She had a lot of political power there, sure. king of Norway. He uh, proposed to her on the condition that she convert to Christianity, uh, which she flat, re- flatly refused. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. said she was not going to give up the religion of her forefathers, because I think we've established at this point that Sigrid doesn't take shit from nobody. <laughs> uh, is she going to do what she going to do? <laughs> She's gonna be her, um, yeah. Yeah. In response, he allegedly slapped her in the face with a glove. Classic. Which, uh, Classic to 11th which century. She calmly responded, that may lead to your death. <laughs> so in response to this glove slap... <laughs> She started to form a coalition of Olaf's enemies. That is the best, yeah. Um, she married, uh, she did break her no more suitors rule in the name of revenge, the best reason. Yes, absolutely. A revenge marriage, the one we all strive for. <laughs> and he was just like, okay, I guess so. Yeah. I kind of wanted to fall in love. But... I just want to hold your hand. She married a dude named Sven. Uh, Forkbeard, 
Mm. Could have also been for that sweet last name. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds like a nice guy. Who was the king of Denmark at the time. Mm. Also not a fan of Olaf. Mm. So they joined their forces. And he, Mr. Forkbeard, <laughs> sent his sister, Titter, I think her name was, uh, to Titter. marry... Oh. To marry... I might have gotten that wrong. I may, no. My handwriting's not great. These, and I these like names it. are okay. these names are insane. <laughs> these names are ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, we could. This is basically we poured some Scrabble cubes <laughs> onto the table and are like, "Yeah, that works." This is Fer- history. <laughs> we let a cat sit on a computer keyboard for a, yeah. Later, the names are just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she he sent his sister to marry the king of Sweden at the time, a man named Burislav. But she got off course a little bit and ended up marrying Olaf. <laughs> Oops. <That's>, um, <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Which, uh, <laughs> which pissed off the couple Forkbeard <laughs> even more. Mr. and Mrs. Forkbeard, yes. Yeah. And they decided they had spent enough time forming this Ocean's Eleven Suicide Squad-esque <laughs> group of Olaf haters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, finally took it to the fore. And there was a battle, they think this was off the coast of Iceland, called the Battle of, of uh, Svord. Mm-hmm. Svord. Where, sure enough, Olaf, uh, Olaf is offed. Um, <laughs> I guess that counts as a pun. <laughs> I like it. Um, it's better than I can put do. Put it on the board. Uh, yeah. They managed to get their sweet, sweet revenge. Mm-hmm. The marriage contract is forged in blood. <laughs> uh, I think those were from their vows. Yeah. yeah. That they wrote themselves. That's, that's Viking marriage right there. And uh, despite the <laughs> fact that Sigrid is sometimes thought to be an amalgamation of several women or to have not existed at all. It's definitely certain that her son was part of this battle against uh, Olaf of Norway. It's certain that Sven Forkbeard was. Um, This battle definitely happened. And it's conceivable that Sigrid had a key part in uh, making it come to pass. Yeah. She had two sons... Uh, with Sven, one was Canute the Great, mm. which is very close to being a name that I would not be comfortable saying on this podcast. Um, <laughs> who is notable for being the Viking who actually took the English throne. Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh, there was also Harold II of Denmark. Harold II? Yeah, Harold Electric II. Boogaloo. Yes. Yeah, Harold well, II. Oh, and that's kind of sad because she's like, oh, sorry I murdered that other guy named Harold. Yeah. Well, I'm going to replace him. I think Harold's were a dime a dozen yeah, right. this time. <laughs> Everyone's like, it's the only name we can pronounce. Because her other son with her, like, she killed, she had this murder coalition against Olaf and her son was named Olav. Like, right, right. they just didn't have a lot of names. <laughs> We like to stick with what works. Yeah. <laughs> they were simple people. Yeah. yeah. You could only memorize about five names in a lifetime, or so they thought at the time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a herald well, it is. Well, also, given that a lifetime was about ten years, so. Yeah. 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 It might be worth noting, uh, while we're talking about Vikings, that the role of women in Viking society was... Pretty progressive for the time, especially. Yeah. I was in Iceland recently, and we were at this wax museum, uh, and they were talking about the witch trials in Iceland. The narrator on the audio guide was talking about how Iceland is known for having executed more men as witches 
Mm-hmm. So progress. Yeah, Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, what? You're like, I don't know what I'm going to do they here have for pretty that. Progressive laws about protecting <laughs> from like sexual assault mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. too. Uh, one of the punishments that I've read about is that if you were found guilty of such a crime, the court itself didn't do anything to you. But you no longer had the protection of the law. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if somebody else straight up murdered you or kidnapped you or whatever. They were just like, like, not our problem. deserved it. Not our problem, bro. I read something similar, too. Like, there was such a high price upon, like, personal dignity and honor that, like, if you had been wronged uh, three times, like, insulted, you could seek legal action for the first two. But the third, you had to follow through with, like, like, an avengeful blood act and if you didn't you were a coward and could no longer seek legal redress you know Mm, that's crazy that yeah (laughs) totally crazy yes so i am glad i don't live in that society because i would no longer have legal protection (laughs) (laughs) because i get wronged about 27 times a day at work and never say anything oh no (laughs) and i would happily take that lack of legal protection (laughs) uh the other the one last thing i will mention because i find it delightful is that uh in a lot of viking society in the households, women handled the finances because they were considered magic. Whoa. It's better than subhuman, I guess, which is the rest yeah. of the world. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be... Oh, wait. The, oh, I thought you meant, like, the mathematics were considered magic, and no, that's why the, the women... women were... Oh, oh, okay, okay. I see. Yeah? Yeah. No one wants to be a muggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zach, if you're... I am quite... Compl- that, that is That is uh, the extent of, of the story of Sigrid, as far as I'm aware of it. Okay. I don't know if there's any... Objections. You know what? Uh, not many, not many, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper, if I may. Mm. So this is pretty classified information I'm about to share, but it kind of <laughs> goes really into the backstory of... Uh, Who classified the information? Women. Okay. Oh, okay. All women. Oh, okay. So I hope no one comes to murder me in the night. So... For I, I hope pack. that's true. For break, yeah, for I breaking this... I be responsible for that. This is deep. This is a deep cut, Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going into it. Um, you all took a sip from the chalice. Yeah. The chalice <laughs> yeah, of promises. <exactly. laughs> the chalice of promises. <laughs> okay, so yes, Sigrid was was the daughter of a well-respected war leader, but it was her mother's line, the matrilineal line, mm-hmm. that was more crucial. You see, because she, Sigrid, was the, like the prophetic daughter of this secret royal society. Within the Viking culture. Okay. Being as such, it was, it was all about female fertility worship, kind mm-hmm. of goddess worship. Sigrid actually, though, had a certain condition that made her the prophetic one, and that was, um, vaginal dentata. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, one of only a few. With the ability I mean, to see the future. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. There's going to be a movie about me. Yeah. <laughs> so. They say. You need teeth to speak the words of the future. <laughs> um, yes, so she was birthed and came into the world and her mother realized, oh, this is my daughter. And um, she was... <laughs> well, but this is my daughter, but like, this is the... No, but this is the one we've been waiting for. Uh, she didn't know if it would be her. So she was groomed... Forget the first four. Just, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, who knows what happened to them. Um, so she was like painstakingly groomed in more ways than one as she was growing up. And, um, you know, she was going to be the queen of Sweden and also the head of, you know, what some would consider a cult, uh, its name being lost to the generations of time. Mm. We don't know. So you're following me? Mm-hmm. So Perfect spot for 
for, listeners, submit your own name for the cult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Have a listener contest? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if any women know that. Um, okay, so the time came when she grew up, uh, she uh, was to marry. And she actually married out of both necessity, but love. She fell in love with Eric the Victorious. And I gotta say, as nicknames go, yeah, Eric the Victorious. It's hard to beat. Good yeah. dude. He was yeah. a good dude. Yeah. yeah. And he overlooked the fact that she had this, you know, somewhat frightening condition. Somewhat. Yes. Somewhat frightening. Uh, vaginal dentata. So uh, her husband was actually fitted with like a, a sheath for his male appendage. Mm-hmm. It allowed for them to copulate and have children, you know, without him being just uh, essentially murdered <laughs> via the act of lovemaking. I mean, you, I'm sure you could survive, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should have seen this thing. It was pretty. It was pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> so the sheath was made by Sweden's, you know, best silversmiths at the time. It was considered to be one of the earliest prototypes for like a condom, mm. except that it did allow for, you know, ejaculate to pass through. Um, uh, which is a major defect in the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, it was pretty advanced uh, for its time. Yeah. Unfortunately, those silversmiths immediately murdered, you know, the first in a long line of deaths to have mm. happened. Yeah. Murder by secret? Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, okay. you know. I mean, to protect because. the secret. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. It's secret, secret society. Secrets. Yeah. Secret secrets. <laughs> secret secrets. <laughs> Dot blogspot.com. <laughs> um, so she carried this sheath with her at all times in a box. Um, it was known as, uh, my Norse is a little bit uh, rusty, mm. but it's a uh, yarn kusunger. So it was, it was the iron jacket is what <laughs> oh, people yeah. called it. Mm. Of course. And miraculously, they had the child. We'll get back to that later. Sure. Uh, many years down the line, uh, it was their anniversary, and they got absolutely shit-faced. Mm. And can I curse on this podcast? Absolutely. Okay. No, I, I was did. just like, oh, my God. I, I was just... going to say, you've been okay. so delicate up to now. Oh, okay. Um, shit-faced. I thought that was, words. you know, it was worth noting because they're still so in love, and things mm-hmm. are going very swimmingly. They want to have sex, but they don't have the sheath on them. Mm. Okay? But we all get to that point where it's like, huh? Taking a chance. Yeah. He looked at her and he said, no, my love will protect me. Nope. It didn't. It didn't. That's the word before he many yep. for this particular podcast. <laughs> um, it didn't. Yeah, within seconds he contracted tetanus. Um, <laughs> the infection quickly spread to his heart and he died within days. Wow. So mm-hmm. Sigrid was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. This was her love, her life. Um, but her mission in life was set before her. She had her people to care for and uh, her child as well and so we need to know that the her, her little baby olaf he was scarred mm. of course from being born through her from head to <laughs> right. toe oh yeah. yeah that would make sense yeah, yeah that's... sort of like a cenobite it, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so he was just he was just really mangled okay. um and to keep the anonymity of the situation at hand uh he was kept very sheltered mm. in his life and whenever he went out in public covered in just silk cloths so no one ever really saw his face other than his, like, you know, little, like, nanny, lady servant to Seagrade. Sounds like an awesome ghost story movie. I was going to say, it sounds like, like a scooby Silk dude. man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stay away from the silk man, children. <laughs> okay, so, and then as for the later courtship, uh, clearly her heart had only ever belonged to Eric the mm-hmm. Victorious. And she had no interest in marrying again. She had property. She had a state. She had power. She was doing fine on her own. Sure. Um, so they were very persistent. You were right there. They really were. And she was just like, I got to get these guys off my fucking case. And so it was both cruel and compassionate that she burned them alive. Because <laughs> the alternative to take them into her bedroom 
Uh, yeah. You know? I mean, they still got burned alive, so I don't know. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly. But would you, I mean, if you had to you choose to be between the be two, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, that was, I mean, that was about it. I think our stories kind of corroborate, you know, in, in uh, similar ways, but you can see how Seagrave, she was like, she, like her actions and her uh, leadership, kind of the roots of modern feminism, mm-hmm. as far as women deserving an equal place in society. And if you fuck with them, you fuck do, back, you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> The international symbol of feminism is a man being burned alive. <laughs> being burned alive. Oh, well, the other thing I should note, too, is that when they went into that battle, um, you know how on the, the the front of a ship, there's usually the woman's uh, shape. You know, mm-hmm. she's like the, the masthead. Is that right? Um, hers was actually just um, – it was a depiction – you know, of the, va- yeah, the vagina dentata, but everyone just assumed it was a, the mouth of a giant sea creature. Mm. So yeah. she let them assume that, but that was kind of her That was her cry. joke for herself. Exactly. But the ladies knew what was up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They all knew. So. Yeah, all the men on the shore were like, oh, that's a horrifying Oh, that is a yeah, exactly. Oh, pitching dragon. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yeah. So that was that's the deeper story. Well, one of the many times. That the but the jungle- remaining the remaining stuff about the 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 vengeance marriage against uh, Olaf of Norway largely largely the same, except with largely that. the same because she didn't appreciate him pushing his his Christianity on her right. because she had this undercurrent of mm-hmm. her own you know practices and community religion. Christianity was not the best in regards to women's rights right exactly and she was like you know what (laughs) yeah i'm coming after you yeah and christianity again as we have established uh the worship of jesus quick j christ secret knew it so conceived in an ocean's 11 style plot secrets (laughs) just imagine a series of books she put out secret secrets (laughs) winking on the cover of each one Well, Cody, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Now, I'm serving in the role as judge for this episode, mm-hmm. so I will cast my vote before I throw it to the audience. And audience, you can vote using the contact form at revisionistpodcast.com. This one is a tough one for me because I really, I love this figure so much in mm-hmm. history. You don't get a lot of stories of women in history that make you feel good. Yeah. I feel This like. one's empowering. Yeah. 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 I mean, there are a few. Wu Zetan, who, by the way, I realized the other day, I have the same birthday as. <laughs> not the same hey. year. Oh, not, not yeah. the same year <laughs> because you are not a mummy. <laughs> that, that's the only way that would make sense. <laughs> and so part of me is drawn to the real story just in the sense of we should preserve that. Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I wanna... also feel that, Cody, you preserved a lot of the... Oh, real yeah, because I agree. I was like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to morph many facts about this. For it to be rad as hell. And yeah. you added uh, an element of horror and nerdism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean... And maybe want to rewatch We don't hear what happened to the Silk Man. Maybe he <laughs> wanders through history. Right, through, right. Scaring the children who do bad. <laughs> oh, my... Oh, I forgot crap. Doing, I forgot you could do that weird clown voice that yeah. you just did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I write that. It's under special skills on all my resumes. Clown voice. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> little children. <laughs> Why Don't am I unemployed? <laughs> Scratch. <laughs> um, 
chains. Um, How would you like your chains? <laughs> second window, please. Um, so for those reasons, I'm going to cast my vote for the alternate history because it both incorporated new elements and respected the actual the history. Yep. Yeah. I'm fist pumping and right now. to be fair... The original history may not be a real history in the first place. place. (laughs) That is true. Sketchy sea green. (laughs) Secret to sketchy. Sea green, sketchy secrets. (laughs) That's the late night version. (laughs) Of course. On Cinemax. So, listeners, again, you can cast your vote. While you're at the website, you can also leave us a comment or ask us a question or suggest a topic. Also, if you're on your computer box, I haven't figured out a segue for this one yet. A very helpful thing you could do for this podcast is write a review on iTunes. We've got a few very generous ones in, so thank you to everyone who did that. Yeah. And last week we talked about the Rocket Crocodile Action Squad campaign. Yeah. For the uh, uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Yeah. That charity is still active till March 18th. Yes, but we did hit the $10,000 goal. But even so, uh, all donations are still matched. So if you feel inclined... To continue to donate, uh, there's a link on our Facebook page. There is, and I'll post it again this week just mm-hmm. to keep it fresh. Thanks to our friend Shannon Camp for putting that together. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, yeah. And Josh Hollis for doing our artwork for free. Yeah. And he is delightful. Cody, like mm-hmm. I said earlier, you co-host Ice Cream Social, mm-hmm. uh, yep. which is a fabulous, fabulous podcast. Do you want to talk just briefly about it because i know you have to leave soon to be on a show oh yeah no problem um yeah so it's a weekly podcast i put out with uh, as we mentioned the adorable jacob rupp the uh fellow comedian secretly secret fashionista yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly the very classy uh, stylish jacob yeah. rupp uh yeah we interview comedians or you know interesting folks and talk comedy life and goofy topics it's it's lighthearted. it's on itunes look it up perfect yeah Oh, Rob. Uh, He's revenant on the outside. Yeah. He's madman on the inside. <laughs> Is that your blurb for him? Yeah, I, it's printed on his back. You'll love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine a world where people had blurbs tattooed on their Tattooed on I mean, that's basically tattoos. Uh, yeah, but they're not like reviews from other humans who know them no, forcibly placed on their bodies. I'm just imagining a dystopian future right here. I'm going to write a novel oh, about dystopian. this. Yeah, I like that's it. A, that's like the most dystopian you can get. Because <laughs> there's like nuclear war that can yeah, happen. Yeah, I mean, you don't think it's dystopian now, but wait till you have two and a half stars no. tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> uh, you can round it up to three. Uh, Zach, you are a co-host on Stage of Fools podcast. Yes. Also with the aforementioned Shannon Camp. Right. Every Sunday, it's you can find it in iTunes. Cody, thank you again for joining us. My pleasure. Yeah. Zach, thank you as always. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for everyone here at The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Uh, have a good night. Bye.